With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Podcast brought to you by The Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter, at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 82. Let's roll. And we are now two weeks away from the NFL draft. Man, oh man. I love I love the NFL draft. We're going to have a an NFL mock draft episode next week. We're going to have myself, Michael P. Duncan the great Kyle Larson, as well as a couple newcomers to the Undroppables, some draft guys who uh, you you guys know Vi Salele. He was on the pod a few weeks back. Awesome dude. And uh, and another surprise, new surprise guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. Uh, we did the show last year, and uh, we got a lot of stuff kind of right. We, uh, we do it in the form of what we would do. So we basically take over a bunch of – uh, a bunch of teams and sort of quote unquote GM for those teams and some discussion breaks out, but ultimately we pick who we would pick for those teams, not who we think will happen. So it's a different twist and it's a lot of fun. So look out for that next week. We're going to drop that. But, uh, but without further ado, we're going to have a little bit of fun this week um, on the show. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, just we're going to kind of go uh, division through division and talk about some buys, some sells, just kind of get the lay of the land before the draft. You know, one thing that happens every single year is there's a lot of change, especially in value, immediately after the draft because this player or that player landed here or there. And there's some guys you look up and you're like, how the hell did that player survive the draft? But he's still the wide receiver two or whatever of his team. So we're going to have a little discussion with that. And it's a home team. Uh, podcast as I'm going to be joined by the great Michael P. Duncan. Michael P. Duncan, welcome to the show. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Uh, glad to be back and excited to do some buy sell. Uh, you know, this I, I was saying before the pod, this is one of my favorite exercises that I like to do mentally um, because it's just very like uh, stock markety. I mean, it's just like it's kind of the basis of the way that I like to think about Dynasty. Yeah. Um, which is like somewhat game theory, but also just like value based. Um, and I, I, I just think it's a fun exercise because I think it really makes you even more so than ranking. Sometimes it really makes you decide and kind of realize how you feel about a player. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, it should be fun. I mean, you know, and, and also sometimes, you know, we're going to look at some of the, the new signings and talk about some of the free agents and, you know, there's definitely some buy sell in there, but it's also just kind of, you know, just reiterating what's going on with it, with a team. We're going to, Michael, we're going to do the AFC this week. 
Uh, it's going to drop Friday. Hopefully you guys are listening on Friday, probably on Monday or Tuesday. I think it's going to be Monday. It'll drop will be the NFC. So kind of a two part, um, two part podcast where we're going to hit the buy sells and news and notes. And this is, and that's let's start with the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC North and kind of a team that, uh, kept the status quo. Um, uh, obviously Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, is the quarterback Mark Andrews, tight end one JK Dobbins will be back. Uh, Gus Edwards will be back. Um, you know, that's kind of the backfield. Um, Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman, uh, are the two main wide receivers. You know, Devin Duvernay could be a sneaky play, um, but also they might draft a, a wide receiver. Um, I wouldn't expect them to take a round one skill position player, so I don't think they're much to talk about. What do you think about their possibilities of going skill position in round one? Almost near, nearly zero. Isn't that what we think here? Yeah, I mean, I'd be shocked. I mean, they, they've they've got two former first round picks in Brown and um, Rashad Bateman, and honestly, like Mark Andrews is, I mean, he's really your you know wide receiver one in a yep. lot of ways. So I, yep. I I'd be shocked to see them invest in a wide receiver three who's the fourth pass catching option in one of the run heaviest offenses in the league. Exactly. Um, That's bingo. That's exactly it. And so we probably think that Rashad Bateman will, will ascend and maybe pass Marquise Brown on the target totem pole going forward. Um, But you know, Marquise Brown has been sneaky good. Um, You know, who knows if they, I think I'd like to see him, uh, bolster up that offensive line a little bit, especially up the middle. I know that's where they're looking. So if they do that, uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards both, uh, you know, arrow up a little bit. You know, J.K. Dobbins, as much as everybody knows, I love J.K. Dobbins. He's a little bit buoyed to touchdown production uh, as uh, Lamar Jackson has never targeted anybody out of the backfield. Even guys who are supposedly supposed to get targeted out of the backfield does not do that. So, um, I, th- I think it's a, a fairly simple call here and not much to talk about. Um, although I do like a little Devin Duvernay, uh, deep, deep stash. I might say something that would shock you and it feels backwards, but I think that the buys are the pass catchers and the sells of the running backs. Yeah. I think I, it makes I, sense. I don't want, I don't want JK Dobbins. I love him as a talent, but the more that I think about it, yeah, there's rumors of them signing Melvin Gordon. Um, and honestly, I just, I'm not, I'm not totally bought in of him coming back completely healthy. And then, you know, having the workload that he needs to like really be, you know, that top 10 with top five upside type of guy. And if he's not that, then if you're selling him and there's a good chance you're getting that kind of value, I think that's immediately worth it. Um, and on the complete opposite end, I think everyone discounts Marquise Brown, even though he's been pretty fantastic, honestly, for most of his career. And Rashad Bateman was one of my, like, one of the best prospects to come out in probably the past five years at wide receiver. And I think you can get him for a massive discount considering how good of a player he is. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's right. Um, as we look at, uh, next up is the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of the same thing here is they have Joe Burrow. T Higgins and Jamar chase on rookie deals. And that's a huge, huge, um, uh, luxury for them. Um, Joe Mixon and, you know, P Ryan and Evans are still back. I, I think it's again, a little bit of the status quo. They do have, uh, Hayden Hurst at tight end as, uh, Uzoma, uh, left for free agency. 
Um, they're very likely to address the offensive line uh, late in the first round or probably somewhere else other than skill position. So they might add a, you know, a late, you know, wide receiver or, uh, or running back, but I don't think any of those players are going to necessarily change the values of the starting uh, players. Maybe a tight end could come in there and vaporize Hayden Hurst or something like that. It's possible. Again, not as likely. So I think this team also is status quo. Is there anything I'm 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 overlooking here with Cincinnati, Mr. Duncan? Yeah, I mean I, I think Hayden Hurst is a nice buy, honestly, because I think Joe Burrow really wants to throw it to tight ends. Um I think he's always kind of wanted to, and he's just never really had one, with the exception of Uzama. And Uzama's been on and off the field. Drew Sample is just not a pass catcher, even though he was a former second round pick. Um, so I think Hayden Hurst is interesting from that point of view because he is a good pass catching uh, tight end. But I'd be really intrigued if they ended up taking a day two tight end. And I wouldn't be overly shocked either because I don't think there's like that standout round one guy this year. Uh, but there's, you know, it's a decent class for the middle round um, type of value. But yeah, I mean, that's really all I'm looking at. I wouldn't be shocked if they take a late run running back. I think. That's just smart to do, so you don't have to give the ball to Samaje Ryan in the Super Bowl, but, you know. Well, they didn't have to do that. Yeah, um, I know. Th- I think the, 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 the sleeper here, if, you're, if you've got one, is Chris Evans. Um, I love Chris Evans, man. <laughs> I, I drafted him in every rookie draft last year. I have so many shares of him ample Chris Evans, but I think he's, I think he's a good player. I mean, also profiles a pretty good passing uh, down back, which is also sort of perplexing as to why Samaj P Ryan would be on the field at all. When you have Joe Mixon and Chris Evans on the, on the roster, but you know, we, we digress. I mean, we don't want to piss off every single Cincinnati Bengal fan in the world. So we'll we'll leave it at that. But yeah, I think Chris Evans can certainly leapfrog Samaj P Ryan and could, you know, eke his way into some pass down work mainly because, uh, you know, they've shown the propensity to take Mixon off the field in those downs. I mean, yep. I don't think it's a very big pl- big play either way, as Mixon is sort of the lead back, and hopefully they do give him a little bit more going forward. Uh, moving on to Cleveland. Cleveland is a bit of a different story, as there's definitely some interesting things that will happen. Now, one thing that won't happen is they won't, well, unless they make some sort of crazy trade, they won't be picking in the first round. So it likely won't be a major player to be drafted to vaporize. Although running backs can be drafted in the second round and there should be some good uh, depth at wide receiver in round two. But ultimately what I'm getting at is you're not going to have someone, you know, uh, come in and be the wide receiver one there in all likelihood. Right now it's Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones. And that's about it. Uh, Anthony Schwartz. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say Anthony Schwartz. Stretch the field. But, you know, it's really Cooper and Jones. Obviously, everybody's got uh, a, a pretty good uh, level of excitement for David Njoku, who now has, you know, uh, just Harrison Bryant uh, there with him, who's also a nice little player. I but was going to pl- say Harrison B- Bryant is by far, I think, my favorite buy um, because David yeah. Njoku, like, I've, I I am as much of a tight end believer as I think there are. I, I My favorite part of every rookie draft is always just drafting a tight end in the fifth round that I'm convinced is going to just break out and break the system. It almost never happens. Right. Um, but that being said, I am not the type of guy that sits around and waits for a tight end in year five, year six. The OJ Howard and the David Njoku of the world, like, yeah, he's got talent. He hasn't done anything with it. Um, I would be trying to acquire um, Hunter uh, Harrison. Wait, 
Harrison, thank you. Harrison Bryant everywhere. There were two H Bryants in one draft class, yeah, which Harrison is a little bit fucked Hunter. up. Yeah, yep. that's not right. Yeah, that's not right. They should never allow that. They should make one of them stay in school or something like that. But um, <clears throat> there's actually two Z Whites, Zaquandre White and Zamir White. I mean, yep. what the, f- you know, that, that's, yeah, anyway. But so I think, you know, Deshaun Watson probably going to be suspended for four to eight games is what we will uh, guess. We have no idea. Could be zero, could be a season. I doubt it's either of those. So I think it's probably four to eight games. Probably six to eight is more likely. I think they got to make a statement here. But nonetheless, uh, you know, some 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 time Jacoby Brissett will likely be the uh, quarterback during that interim uh, because Baker Mayfield is an absolute stone cold pussy. Am I right? I mean, can I still say that? Are we allowed to say that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, if he's not, he's something else. I mean, I don't know, man. He's honestly he's just kind of uh, he's soft. He is soft as cotton L, man. I, I, mean, I don't agree with that. I don't agree is. with that. I, I you, disagree. You don't have to agree. It's true. Because he, no, he's not out there bitching. He's he just, is he's bitching. being on, no, he he's just, not. He's being he honest is. about the process. No, he's, he's being on, he's like, yeah, all right, they lied to me. No, because he's, he's a not bitch. going and crying. I didn't mean no. to say something negative no. about female anatomy. He's a bitch. Is no. that bad? Can no, I, I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure you've just definitely said it. I don't know who you're looking at, but the FCC, um, are they here? No, I, I, I disagree. Um, I don't blame him for feeling slighted a little bit. I also don't blame Cleveland for going and trying to get an upgrade. But like from Baker's point of view, it has to feel pretty shitty after what you've given this city, which is any type of hope that they haven't had in 15 years. And who do they go and get out to replace you? But the guy that has 22, you know, counts of whatever against him. Uh, And then they pay him a fully guaranteed contract, the largest in NFL history. That's how bad he is. They were willing to. They were willing to pay some guy who might be in jail next year all the money because you're such a little bitch. He really is, man. I mean, look, I I don't know, man. I was a Baker fan coming out of college. I thought, yeah, I wasn't. <clears throat> yeah, well, th- then we've switched seats, man. Because I don't even. I don't even think I'm a fan. I just think calling him. I don't think he's whining. I don't think he's bitching. People are asking him questions and he's answering. Like that. That's not being a whiny bitch. Yeah, it is. He no, he, it's he not. Could, he could. If someone asks you a question, answer the damn question. I, he's being exactly who he has been since day one, which is no holds barred. He's going to answer your damn question, and he doesn't care if you like the answer. He is being him a hundred percent of the time. That well, is he, not being a whiny bitch. Yeah, he's he's whiny. I think he's whiny bitch. But um, I you know I'll let you I'll let you I'll let you say he isn't. But you know the other part of this, he's also an awful quarterback apparently you know, who's unable to, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, it, look, you know, he's no, he's, he's not a great quarterback. I, I, I'm i not like I am not defending the Browns decision or like like he goes not, on the podcast not. in the first place. Like just how about this, man? Get with your agent. Figure out where the fuck you can play quarterback because nobody wants you. You know, it's worse than Carson Wentz. Like literally. I mean, it like, is. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, he's he's literally behind Carson Wentz. I mean. This is bad. You know, he has no place to play. He's not doing himself any favors in the court of public opinion. Um, you know, whether, whether you know, you can sort of defend him here. I mean, it's just not good for him. And that's my point. Like, you know, I don't, maybe know. Just- I don't think I don't think he's changing anything. I no, he's not. And, uh, and it's like, bad and it's getting worse. If anything. I, I think the reality of this, I don't think it's getting worse. I don't think he's changing anything. But y- you look around the league. This isn't like it's been the past couple years. Like currently right now, there are like two teams 
that even make logical sense at all to trade for Baker Mayfield. And one of them is the Panthers. That's all they've done in the past three years, and they've just fucked it up repeatedly. So I thank God they're not trying it again. I mean, maybe they're learning from their mistake. But, like, who's the other one? Seattle? They don't but really give is, a shit. They is, already have Baker Mayfield and Drew Locke. Like, <laughs> this is my point, is that at the end of the day, all of the teams are in play to trade for Patrick Mahomes because he's awesome. And so I'm not trying to compare the two, but what I'm saying is it's because he sucks and he's a bitch as to the reason it makes no sense for any team to trade for him. And for the number one overall pick to fall that far, when he also did display one of the best rookie quarterback seasons in NFL history. So it's not like he's, it's, it's like, Oh, well, it's just, it's just not there for him. No, I think a lot of it is between the, between the ears for him. I think a lot of it is upstairs. I think a lot of it is the fact that he felt disrespected. Like, I, honestly, no, I, why should you feel disrespected? Feeling disrespected didn't have anything they to do with this play option, on the field. Pay for the money. Get the hell out of here. The season. Feeling disrespected happened after it didn't affect his play. No, but my point is, why would he feel disrespected? He should feel disrespected by his play. He's awful. And I That's think the he problem. Did, but he has done nothing but come out and say that he needs to be better. Like, you, you he can't should look say, at it. He should say, Cleveland's making the right decision getting rid of my ass because no. I, I haven't done shit for them. Because you know, if he says that, no, because if he says that, everyone... Passes. Everyone just gets on his ass about well, having no confidence and whatever. It's like I'm joking. No. Like he shouldn't actually say he should shut yes, the fuck of up. Of course not. Sometimes but, you should just shut the fuck up, which is what we should do about Baker Mayfield because it doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm angry though. You got yeah, me, I love you got it. Me, I, I got told you. I told you not to start this conversation. I love it. The but I think I think Cleveland's going to play a lot of two oh. two tight end, yeah. two wide receiver, and I'm wondering what's going to happen to Kareem Hunt, who I think is a buy right now. As is Dearness Ooh, Johnson. I think, I think Hunt's a sell. Deshaun Watson doesn't check the ball down. I don't, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to stay. Did Did he sign or anything? I mean, I don't know if he's. No, I uh, shoot. He might have actually signed a, an extension. But even if he doesn't stay, it's like okay, it's like a what a twenty seven year old running back entering the free agent market. Like, when has that ever been a good thing? Well, it, he's free though, isn't he? I mean, I but when, but like when when has that ever equaled equaled good though? Is what I mean. Uh, he has two more years. James uh, he's, Connor? A, he's a free agent in 2023. James um, Connor? Yeah, James Connor was what, like four years younger? No way, man. He's yeah, like two or three years younger. years old right now. James Connor? Uh, Kareem Hunt's only 26, actually. So they might Maybe you should just fucking age. edit all that then. No, it's fine because I think it's important. I, I, I stand by everything I said. I Also, I don't know. I. I I, I don't think that Kareem Hunt I don't think that Kareem Hunt can land in a better situation than the one he's in. I think he's twenty seven. I, I do. How about Kansas City? <laughs> I, mean, I mean he can land in a lot of better situations than being stuck behind Nick Chubb. Yeah, but his role is so defined in a run heavy offense. I don't uh, I mean it's a better spot. Like it, yeah, but, he, Jay, he but Jalen Hurts the, doesn't check down either. Like But he's one of the top twenty running backs in the league, I think talent wise, Kareem Hunt is. So, I mean, I think he's better than a lot of starting running backs. He's, to me, you know, if I mean, this isn't going to happen, but if he's in, like, Oak, uh, Las Vegas, he's the best running back there. I mean, he's the best running back on a lot of teams that he isn't going to. I understand that. But, I mean, he's a top 20 talent at the at the position. If he finds himself some greener pastures this year, which is still possible, I don't know, draft a trade, like, it's still possible. And, you, look, I don't think he has a ton of upside 
unless there's an injury in Cleveland. But I think he might find his way out of Cleveland. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy, but I think there may be an opportunity for him. And right now he's the forgotten man is why I say that. And that's why I'd, I'd look at Dearness Johnson as well, because I think he'll be the straight backup. Yeah, if I like that would Johnson. Yeah, I just I don't like to play the game of God. I hope this guy ends up in a better situation because most of the time it backfires. And that's why I'm selling him, because I'm going to sell him to the guy that is hoping he ends up in a better situation. I guess. I mean, it, it's it, I don't know what you're getting for him is my point. I mean. I, mean, I hold him. I hold him in a couple leagues. I'm in only one or two leagues. And you I'm wait till there, week week yeah. five, week four. Some big running back goes down, and a competitive team needs just an RB two. I think Cream Cream Hunt's like the infinite RB two at this point. Like mm. he's the guy that any competing team could put on their squad for one year at a time and just plug into their RB two spot and get the, ex- the get exactly what you're going to get every single week because of his pass catching upside. At least that's what it's been. <clears throat> First of all, I don't think the pass catching upsides there with Deshaun Watson, um, but also, yeah, I Probably just not. I don't know. I agree with I, that, I, which I is know. why I'm a little bit, which is why I think we're a little bit down on him. But I think you know, look, I I'm I guess put it this way, I'm hoping for greener pastures for him, and and all that is is absolutely almost anywhere, like almost anywhere is better than where he is right now. But you know, especially all of the available spots where he might go. You I'm going to remind I mean, you of this conversation when he ends up going to a different team because I, I'd be willing to bet you that it's not a better situation. Hmm. But I, that's a that's too no, it's a good it's a that's good too call. opinionated I, to bet though. Of course, is well it's exactly. I know it's we've already done stupid. one bet on we've done two bets on, live on air actually. Yes. Um, so I, I just want to make it clear that I was not actually betting because it's too opinionated. You told the people I paid you right. I mean you you haven't been. I mean you tweeted people. it. You yeah. tweeted it. Yeah, oh, yeah you tweeted right. the, yeah, the PayPal you. receipt. So. Yeah, I paid him for real. I actually gave him the $100. That wasn't a bit. Yeah. That was that was me paying up. Uh, I was surprised. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you were. You're like, you don't have to actually pay me. I'm like, what do you think I am? Like, this is going to be ridiculous. I'm not letting you have that above me. You you get $100. Um, so Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, again, I, I think this is kind of the only, the only person on this team who's in danger is Mitchell Trubisky. Um, you know, everything else is, is kind of just set the, the, I wonder what they're going to do, uh, at quarterback. I think really we all sort of view Mitchell Trubisky as a one year rental, almost no matter what, I mean, unless he like, you know, becomes Josh Allen, you know, like, so I wouldn't be shocked to see a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of thing happen because Pittsburgh is the type of place that like. I think they can build a sort of system around him in a similar way. I don't know if that's good or bad for fantasy. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked to see it happen. Well, Trubisky's got some uh, some Konami tendencies, so he's yeah. um, he's a really solid fantasy play. He's going to be yes. a really great uh, DFS play. I can already see it Better happening. Better receivers than he's ever had in his career. Better skill for position sure. players as a whole than he's ever had in his career. Yeah, but I mean, a bad offensive line. He did play with Allen Robinson, so don't 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 disrespect. No, but him. I mean, I mean, as a whole, I mean, as a whole, not yes. you know. Yeah, I, I'm saying as a whole, it was Allen Robinson and no one, or oh, Jimmy yeah. Graham or the ghost yeah. thereof. But yeah, so I mean, you know, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and then a question mark at the slot. I mean, I know that uh, you know they'll draft a wide receiver in the fourth round, and, and he'll he's going to be, be an all pro. Like it's going to be fine. <laughs> It's gonna be so. It's so true. They're gonna t- like whoever they take, just fucking plug it in. It's true. I've, for like four years straight, ev- like every rookie draft, I would just take whoever they picked, whether I knew them or not. It was yeah. just like whatever. And like half the time, it was Deontay Johnson. So yeah, no, whatever. That's pretty good. 
Fryermuth can't be touched. I mean, oh, you know, yeah, there's nothing, they're not going to do anything. He's there, good. So. Yeah. He's good. Najee Harris obviously can't be touched. Backup running back could be something they, uh, <sighs> they address. Anthony McFarlane and Benny Snell are basically sub level replacement. Yeah. So I, I think uh, they'll, they'll probably draft a better player, but I don't think it'll matter unless Harris gets injured because that's just what the Steelers have done. Although, although I'll tell you what, like I'm not saying I'm selling Najee. I don't have Najee anywhere. Actually, I don't think, um, but I'm worried because the thing that got him to be so good last year was volume. And that's going to take a hit because Mitch will choose to run the ball as opposed to dro- uh, dropping it off to Najee, which is something that Big Ben, you know, he physically could not run. So his receptions and targets are most likely going to go down. And if you put that down, like he was very inefficient last year. So, you know, he's going to get the volume to still be like top 12, but I think it's not going to be what we want it to be. I traded, I traded Najee Harris. I don't know if I mentioned this trade on the air, uh, with, with fellow undroppable, uh, Jake Bison, BZB. Oh, he loves Najee. Yeah. I thought for a second, I thought you were going to say chalk actually. And I was like, dude, chalk, chalk hates Najee. Yeah. So no, 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 Uh, it was BZ. And uh, because, and here, I mean, Dynasty Game Theory 101, I know he loves the Steelers, and I know he loves Najee. So yep. for me, I'm going to get a little bit of a bump uh, of value. So this is a know-your league. I mean, people do this to me all the time. They, they send me Patriots players, and I've got a sort of a hard and fast rule that I don't fall in love with Patriot players as fantasy assets, but that's besides the point. Normally because they also suck as fantasy yeah, assets. Yeah, me either. I don't have Miles right? Sanders anywhere. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, but listen. I have them everywhere. I traded Najee Harris. This was a while ago. This was February. So, I mean, it's a few months ago. Two months ago. Uh, but Najee Harris, DK Metcalf, and Dan Arnold, whatever, in a 22 second. So, this this year's second. I don't know. For Austin Eckler, AJ Brown, and a 23 first. How'd I do? Well, I mean, I like it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eckler for Najee. I mean, I think actually Najee's older than Eckler, so I think I made up there. But you know that that was really the where the profit came from was you know, and and I I think from him going from Eckler to Najee, you know, you've made the point, Michael P. Duncan, about uh, Eckler and uh, you know his sort of utility as a pass catcher, a la J.D. McKissick as he ages, where you know. So he could, you know, become a a, a a still viable fantasy asset even, yeah. you know, in a couple of years. Najee already almost, I think he's 24. But in any event, turn Najee into Eckler and turn uh, DK Metcalf into, and a 22 second into A.J. Brown, a 23 first. Anyway, I can get into that 23 first and still end up with good players was a was a real yeah. win for me. So I love that trade. No, I think that's a great trade. I don't and, and BZ's a dog. He always makes great choices. So it's one of those things yeah. where I felt like getting over on him if I did at all. Uh, was awesome. Yeah, it just seems like a win-win. Um, anything else you want to, want to mention on the Steelers before we move on? No, just, you know, fuck the Steelers. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Uh, AFC East, do you want to start with the Bills? Yeah. All righty. Go for it. Uh, yeah, so obviously Josh Allen is 
Actually, he's moved up to the, at least in keep trade cut, he's moved up to the first overall pick in yep. uh, Superflex startup drafts. Um, I don't hate it, I'm going to be honest. I mean, it's still probably Patrick Mahomes for me, but I don't hate it at all. Stefan Diggs just signed a new four-year contract. Uh, there's not a lot of known commodities behind Stefan Diggs. Uh, you know, there's Gabe Davis, obviously, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, but it'll Jameson be interesting... Crowder. Jamison. Ah, yes, they did send Jamison Crowder. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft and how that affects Gabe Davis. Uh, but oh, I think yeah. the most interesting position here, honestly, is probably running back. Hundred percent. I'm a. I I love Devin Singletary. I was never on the Zach Moss train. I always thought Devin Singletary had talent, and they just didn't use it. That being said, I mean. If a running back lands here, I'm not gonna. You know, if one of the top running backs lands here, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to doubt that they're going to take over for Devin yeah. Singletary. There are two players on this team that have huge ranges of outcome. Huge, yep. absolutely enormous ranges of outcomes, and that is Devin Singletary and Gabriel Davis. Yep. And for that reason, you are either leaning in to that or leaning away. And even if you're leaning into it, you can say leaning into it could be leaning into the downside. Meaning. I have Gabriel Davis. He is my number one owned player in all of my dynasty leagues. Why? Because I I picked him in all the third and fourth rounds of all these rookie drafts. It was a no-brainer. I like him as a player. There he is. Okay, great. But I have not traded for him at his cost. I didn't take him in a startup recently at his cost because I think there's a lot of uncertainty in his in his range of outcomes. And if you're looking at them, if they take a, a Traylon Burks at that pick 24 – Boy, oh boy, Gabriel Davis. It's not good. It's not good at all. They take a George Pickens or something. I'm not saying they will, but if they do, the the dude is just nuked. I mean, it's absolutely awful for Gabriel Davis this year, period. Now, if they don't, it's, I've said it. It's, look, his range of outcomes could be he's, he plays less than he did in his first two years and doesn't even get what he got last couple years. His ceiling, is 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. Like, yeah, he has a huge ceiling. I'm not Honestly, saying he's going to... ceiling is probably a top 12 wide receiver. It's, it's there. Got Josh I'm not saying Allen he's going to get the there. With a don't, lot don't, of volume. Don't say, you know, was, you know Jack said he's going to be... A, no, no. He, he has that range of outcomes. His range of outcomes are huge, even without injury. You know what I'm saying? It's not like everybody has range of outcomes with injury. He could be healthy yeah. as a dove and get shit if they draft a player. Same thing with Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary <clears throat> could be an RB1. It's really possible that he's an RB1 next year, like back end maybe, you know, high end RB2. That's possible. It's also possible that he gets like 20% snap share because they draft Brees Hall. Like so many things are possible. Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, it's possible. And if they were to do either of those two things, those two players are, are vaporized. So I would certainly say selling Gabe Davis and Devin Singletary are wise. Now, remember always when you're selling a player, you don't have to sell them one for one. You don't have to be like, sell Devin Singletary and try to get, you know, a first rounder. You're probably not going to do it. Sell Devin Singletary with some other shit. You know, put a few of the cells that we've mentioned. You know, I I was selling DK Metcalf and uh, Najee Harris. You know, I was selling them both. And I was able to get some stuff. I threw a second in there and I was able to get some stuff, right? So ultimately, you throw a bunch of good assets out there. Devin Singletary plus some of your other cells that you guys want to move up from. So Devin Singletary, yes, he has upside, but he also has unbelievably low floor. Everybody else in this offense, look, I, everybody knows I love O.J. Howard. I don't think it's much of 
of anything to worry about. I think he's basically a nobody there, mainly because he um, he signed a two or three million dollar contract, so he's not valued. And so Dawson Knox is the starter there. I think OJ Howard is insurance and and a dice roll for Buffalo. And Red you know, as weapon. much as I love him, I just don't see it. So to me, it's a very very simple thing. If they end up drafting one of these guys at one of those positions, wide receiver or running back, you are in major trouble holding these assets, at least if you invested. Like for me, I'm okay just holding Gabe. I, look, if I if I didn't love him so much, I'd be selling a lot more of him. But I'm just going to hang on and hope. Hang on and pray because I didn't just draft him with the, you know a top 30 wide receiver pick. I took him in the, you know, as a wide receiver 30 in his own class or whatever, you know? So that's fine. Anyway, Michael P. Duncan, am I on? One quick, one quick thing on Devin Singletary yeah. uh, before we move on. Um, he is like the prime example of, I don't know exactly what to call it. In my mind, I think of it almost like zero RB for Dynasty in the way that you're just trying to cash in on lottery tickets at that position. Yeah, And he's the type of guy that you can trade for him right now. He's not going to cost a lot, honestly, because I think a lot of people are scared. And honestly, why wouldn't they be? I mean, he's in like the fourth year of his contract as a rookie and I mean, hasn't really been a workhorse, but instantly, if they don't draft a running back, his value doubles, triples, whatever. Maybe. Um, Yeah. I mean, I generally like to wait, man. I, I don't, I don't make it a dynasty practice of trading for these guys unless it's at an immense discount, but the guy that's mainly what I mean. Like, I don't think I'm not suggesting buying him for, you know, a first, like nothing like that. But like, I think there are people out there that just, even if they didn't draft anyone, I think that they wouldn't be convinced that Devin Singletary would be like, they, they, they're out on his talent, which I don't blame them. Like, that's fair. I think you can probably get him in some cases for like a third, maybe even a second or something, um, or reverse that a second, maybe even a third. And like, that's not a bad deal because if they don't draft a running back, you hit the lottery and that could be, a thing that propels your team to championship level because you're hitting on a cheap lottery ticket and getting a lot out of it. It's James Conner two years ago when he went to the, or a year ago, whenever that was, when he went to the Cardinals, he was dirt cheap. You're right. I mean, I will say that, you know, he's going off at uh, running back 39, you know, behind Alexander Madison and, excuse me, and and players like that. So, uh, geez, Louise, he's going behind James Robinson. Yeah, I mean, if you could... Take a James Robinson I mean. or yeah. Alexander Madison and flip it for Devin Singletary. Sure, I guess. And I, I think I legitimately think some people would do that. Um, but yeah, that beside the point. It's not something that I'm necessarily saying you should do. But if you'd think that he's cheap or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Dolphins. Dolphins, so much uh, fun. <laughs> no first round picks, uh, but they do have a new wide receiver in town, Tyreek Hill. They have last year's first round pick. Uh, out of Alabama, whose name is completely escaping me at the moment. Tua? I keep wanting to say Jamison Williams, man. I, it's really bad. Oh, um, Jalen Waddle, you're okay. Thank you're you gonna be all right. Yeah, no, it's just, it's the J, and like I think they're very similar players. So in my mind, I'm just like, ah, oh, Jamison Williams, but I know it's wrong. Yeah, it's oh wait, JW. They're both JW. That yes. probably is something to do with it. Um, you're like the guy in the Matrix or whatever the tying all the things together you're just you're having a hard time it's just called living with adhd man it's great got it um (laughs) jalen waddle uh you've got mike gasicki coming back you've got raheem moster and chase edmonds in at running back and then you've got tua who i think is one of the most interesting players in all of dynasty to be honest yeah and i think i'm buying him yeah 
I've been taking him everywhere in startups for like the last two years now, and I still don't hate it because I still yeah. think that he's talented. I took Tua in a startup, my only startup that I did this year. Um, I traded for Tua in a league this offseason. Uh, I am absolutely buying Tua where the value shows itself. You know, I think when people hear buy, it's not like go out and get him in your only league and bend your yeah. will to get that guy. It's like, you know, I mean, <clears throat> he's a guy that when the value shows, I, I took him. I, I don't remember where I got him. and I'll actually look it up while you talk, but I, I, I got him pretty late. Uh, at, in, at quarterback in this recent startup I did. So his value was just staring me in the face. I didn't even have to reach. And I was, of course, delighted to get him where I got him. Um, I think when you look at the interesting thing for me, you know, obviously the Devontae Parker uh, jettison uh, to my team fucking sucks. Um, you know, is, is, oh, is yeah, a I forgot good to thing. Mention that yeah. Is a good thing partner. because it opens it up for Cedric Wilson. And so yeah. now Cedric Wilson, Tyree kill Jalen Waddle, you know, that's a pretty good three wide receiver set. They also have Preston Williams. If someone goes down, although he's probably nobody, but those three, it's interesting that they, that they re-signed or franchised Mike Kosicki because they also have Durham Smythe, uh, Adam Shaheen and Hunter long, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, a pick last year's draft. So they've got some tight end depth. And I know I've said it a million times on this pod, Mike Gusecki a slot receiver, not a tight end. So it's almost like he's their fourth wide receiver uh, rather than one of their four tight ends, if that makes sense. Yeah. And Mike Gusecki, Cedric Wilson is going to be an interesting uh, situation to see which one of those two plays more and gets more targets. I don't know what's going to happen there, but certainly Waddle and Hill will be on the field. Yeah. Um, and so just uh, for reference, on keep trade cut, Tua Tagovailoa is currently going after the likes of Derrick Henry, Cam Akers, Michael Pittman, Jerry Judy, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne in startups. And man, I just think that's great value. I, I just think that's really, really good value. I mean, that puts him in like the fourth or fifth round, which is probably, honestly, I'd say that's probably a little low from where he's actually going in reality. I think he's probably going in like the third, fourth round, but like it's really good value. I mean, he's two spots ahead of Mac Jones and I would rather have Tua than Mac Jones because I think the upside is just absolutely massive in this offense. And I just, you know, he, he was, you know, it was tank for Tua for a reason. I still believe that the talent's there. And I believe that with a coaching staff that seems to believe in him as opposed to, um, you know, the dude that left who, wanted Deshaun Watson, you know, I just, I think it's going to be really interesting. And I think surrounding him with these weapons is only going to help him. But either way, I think we're going to find out who he is this year. You know, check that. I did actually draft Gabriel Davis in that startup that I mentioned. Nice. <laughs> nice. So you lied. I was checking, I was checking for two attack of LO and I'm like, Oh shit, there's Gabe Davis. Yeah. He's on my team there. I, <laughs> I got him in the ninth round. Um, but Tua went in the seventh round in this Superflex? Startup. Superflex, yeah. Yeah, now, okay, well, I was wrong. It, I was, admittedly, I this was a lunatic, you know, um, yeah. uh, Superflex. Home, home, with, home league type home thing. Home league with six newbies and six uh, veterans uh, to Dynasty. And the veterans of, to Dynasty were like kind of looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on in this room? But – to your point, he was uh, after Aaron Rodgers, you know, after Derek Carr, after Zach Wilson, you know, he's way back there. And I was just like such an easy button to click. I think right before him, it was like, 
uh, AJ Dillon. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, yeah. geez, yeah, here I am. Like, what are you? He's sandwiched behind AJ Dillon in front of Michael Carter. It's like, yes, give me Tua. Yeah, like, and super flex. It, it, if he has one, you know, incredible year, he jumps up to the first or second round in a super flex. Yes. Like, like instantly. Yeah. He'll get yeah. an extension, like, whatever. Like, it, it, it's uh, it's all it takes. Like if you're if you're looking for a growing asset, it, it's it's Tua. I mean, and, and all you have to do is bet on the floor. You're only yep. betting on the floor because if he's just good enough, like to Kirk Cousin, you know, yeah. if he can Kirk Cousin his way to uh, you know, then he's fine. You know, I mean, he may jump around, he may be on a different team, but as long as he's a top fifteen to twenty quarterback in the league, he doesn't have to be the best. As long as someone's like, you know what, he was pretty good and he's a pro and all the rest of it, like he's gonna have a job. And if he has a job, he's and then that's the that's the 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 the, the floor. Well, the ceiling is as you point out, hey. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Jalen Waddle. He's got uh, immense pedigree. He was hurt. He had a shit offensive line, which is where they need to invest. They have yeah. uh, Teron Armstead, uh, yeah, Liam Eikenberg. That's, that's huge. Absolutely. Connor Williams. So now all they have to do is maybe draft an interior lineman or two, and they, they're they good to go, man. This is, this is going to be a, a greatly improved offensive line. Scheme wise, they've got the uh, one of my favorite coaches. I mean, come on, this guy's like a, a lunatic. I love this guy. Yeah. Um, you know what's it, Mike McDaniel, right? Yep. Yeah, that dude's he's like an SNL skit. I swear to God, first time I saw him interviewed, I'm like, wait, is this SNL? No, this is a real motherfucker. Like he's great, love him. Uh, so moving on, your hometown Patriots. Yeah, uh, because we are, as expected, not spending ten minutes per division at the moment. No, um, but uh, Patriots to. not. A lot going on this offseason so far. They did not sign Leonard Fournette. Really, the only big change was the trading of Devonta Parker, unless I'm missing something. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Um, You know, now it's pretty interesting. I don't know what they're going to do here. They've got (sighs) – their wide receiver room is like, you know, Jacoby Myers is their one in the slot. Kendrick Bourne, who was great. Devonta Parker, who has that name brand – Nelson Aguilar, who's in the last year, basically, of that, birds. you know, that deal he signed. Um, Nikhil Harry, you know, so it's like, well, they're kind of not dead yet. You're not dead yet. They're kind of filled up there, you know, where it's like, you know, they, they, of course they could draft someone, but I don't know if they're going to take a first round wide receiver, nor should they, by the way, with their track record. Um, you know, I would I would probably look for speed on defense. We'll cover that next next week. But you know, of course they've got two tight ends and Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, quarterback. They're all set. You know, and and then the running back. They've got depth there. They've got you know Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and James White coming back. So yeah, the offensive skill positions. While th- nobody's elite at that wide receiver group, it feels just sort of filled. Like you know, like a guy would come in, you'd be like, oh, where's he gonna? What's gonna happen? You gotta. I know it's like you got to knock out Kendrick Bourne. We'd never want to do that. Of course you would, but it's not like they don't have anybody. You know, they actually have their roster filled. So going to be interesting. I think they'll probably look to the defense, uh, try and build up that defense. I think they play a little bit of bully ball. I don't think they feel like they need uh, wide receiver help. They could use some speed. I'd love to see him go after a guy like Khalil Shakir or something like that in the third round. You know, guys like that, um, you know, just hope to hit on a Darnell Mooney type. Um, but not put all their eggs in one basket. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, you know, I don't think there's much going on in that offense other than, you know, a, a lot more, uh, you know, rock fighting, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's tough to feel 
excited in particular about much with fantasy over there. Like, I mean, we talked about it actually a decent amount in our, we talked about Ramondre Stevenson in that situation. So yeah, um, honestly, I think we're just going to move on to the jets. Yeah. And I think Ramondre is a buy if anything, you know, although, you know, he sometimes is expensive. uh, But again, I think if you can buy him as a, you know, low end backup, then great. If you're buying him as a low end starter, Probably not so good. High end starter. I mean, high end backup is kind of his his price point that I think is is fair. And that you know, um, um, Devin Singletary, uh, yeah. uh, Madison area. I think that's fair. You know, I think it'll probably cost more than Devin Singletary if I had to guess. A hundred percent. But yeah. if he doesn't buy him, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. So the I, Jets, they have uh the fourth overall pick and the tenth overall pick. Um, they haven't done a ton this offseason. They lost Jamison Crowder, at least, you know, from the fantasy perspective. Um, it's still Zach Wilson. It's Elijah Moore. Corey Davis is still there. Um, they didn't really address running back much. Uh, you know, obviously Michael Carter drafted last year. Um, but you know, we were talking before the show and I think my biggest, my biggest thought on the jets was, you know, we were talking about wide receivers going in the first round. There's kind of like five, six that are talked about as going in there. You know, for that top wide receiver that gets drafted, I think of, you know, all the teams in the top 10, really, I I think the Jets are actually one of the better landing spots because, you know, a lot of times they're going to go to a bad team or a a dysfunctional franchise, you know, without a quarterback, obviously, because you're drafting in the top 10. But, you know, I like what the Jets have going on, and I like, I don't know if I like Zach Wilson, but I think that he could turn into a player. So I think of those of those placements, you know, I don't think it's a bad landing spot necessarily. Yeah, I think they're probably very likely uh, the Jets, I feel like, are very likely to take a wide receiver at pick 10. They'll probably go offensive tackle, which they definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely should do um, at uh, at pick four. They should definitely take whichever of the two uh, tackles they want if they have their choice and whatever two is left if they don't. Um, but, um, you know, after that, I think everybody's got a mock to take a wide receiver, which leads me to the Corey Davis conundrum. Um, you know, Elijah Moore, maybe even a sell. I think Elijah Moore is going to be a, a starter period, but if they get, you know, Garrett Wilson and it's Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore and Braxton Berrios, you know, Corey Davis kind of is dead, you know, so the guy I have everywhere is Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios have him good everywhere Buy more. He's a buy too. Cause I mean, Dude, he's in every oh, he's uh, dirt yeah. cheap. Dude, he's a cheat code in uh, best ball right now too. Over at Underdog, you just click it every single time. Every time he's there, every time it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't even want to talk about. It. He's Braxton Barris, unbelievable. But you know, because he's going to play the slot, and Elijah Moore is going to play. And if they draft a wide receiver, I feel like it's going to be in place of Corey Davis. Um, you know, I maybe agree. not. A, right? I mean, you know, you you wouldn't imagine they're going to, you know bump Berrios but maybe but I think Berrios sees that they've re-signed him they made it a point to re-sign him I think Berrios is there so I think I think this team reminds me a lot of Buffalo where it's Corey Davis is playing the Gabe Davis role and Michael Carter's playing the Devin Singletary role uh Michael Carter look here's the thing with Michael Carter they don't even have to spend a first round pick you know, Michael Carter he was, was one of fourth. He was a fourth, right? Yeah. So if they spend a, th- a second, third, or fourth, they've spent as much draft capital on whomever the fuck it is as they did on Michael Carter, which yep. means that the pecking order is not solved and therefore he could be in danger. Now, I personally think that Michael Carter, he's probably the RB3 in this rookie draft. Like, right? 
like if he was as a prospect, I'm not even talking, yeah. you know, I think it'd be uh, Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall up top. And then Michael Carter would be my, my third running back in this class. And he was a second round pick in rookie drafts last year. So that tells you how bad the running back class is this yeah. year. But that being said, it, you know, Zamir White, any of these Brian Robinsons, it's like trouble for Michael Carter. So um, yep. be careful with Michael Carter. I think he's an absolute 100% sell at this time for the range of outcomes, not because he's bad, but because if they do spend too much, uh, a little bit more capital on a player, they could. Uh, Michael Carter's fragile, fragile, fragile. So. Yeah, and unlike Devin Singletary, people are still really high on him. So Bingo. You can get more for him. Get more for him. That's um, right. And I will say, if the Jets draft a wide receiver in the first round, I will be going and I will be trading for Elijah Moore. Yeah. Because I just think the dude's a stud, and I don't necessarily think it'll matter. Right. So, you might be right. I, and I think you, that he gets cheaper. And, and let me ask you this. Like, if you had to bet um, which player, like, let's say neither team drafts any running backs, which is probably not the case. But let's just go on that premise. Who do you think has a better ceiling? Michael Carter or Devin Singletary for 2022? Devin Singletary. Right? Yet yeah. he is not based on talent. And no, I like no, his no. talent. But. but it's like, but he consistently is going behind Michael Carter for some yep. reason. And the reason I think is because people think that he has a clearer path, Michael Carter does. I don't yeah. know that he does. Again, it's both probably guys, also a sense yeah. of like, you know, fourth year versus second yeah. year. For like sure. There's definitely at least a little bit of that. People are still really, I mean, you see it all the time. Like people are still really excited about the fact that they fell in love with this guy last year going into the drafting process. Yeah. The and hope. people have just, we've gotten to the point of falling out of love with Devin Singletary. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an incredible, it's a top three offense versus, you know, not that. Yeah, absolutely. So. AFC South. Do we have to do uh, this? Uh, let, I think we can go. How, how about this? Uh, we're going to do a question and answer version of this one. Okay. Um, Davis Mills, buy or sell. Well, bye. I think, yeah, because I think they're going to give him the whole year. Yep. Yeah, I think they're going to give him the whole year. Marlon Mack right now is probably a buy. I mean, he was picked up off waivers. He is now listed as their running back one. I mean, yeah. you know, they've got Rex Burkhead, Daria Gunbawale, Royce Freeman. Like that's- I'm buying Rexy. Sexy Rexy. I'm buying him. Here. Hey, I started that man, and he won me a game one time <laughs> yeah. like two years ago. Yeah, I stand he won by me a my lot man. of games too in New England, but it doesn't doesn't mean he's any good. Brandon no. Cooks, of course, the eternal buy he's low. A buy. He's just a buy. He's it's he, unbelievable. He's a buy. He's free. It's fine. It's he unbelievable. Might, you know, I was I was really rooting for him to get traded because he would tie the NFL record for most trades by like a single player getting traded. Huh. Um, yeah. But then he signed like a two year extension. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Davis Mills is something. So yeah, I'm buying Brandon Cooks because <laughs> he never Cooks costs. Is just chasing a ring. That's why he resigned. Yeah, wow, that hurts. Uh, what about uh, oh God, who's there? I can't think of names tonight. Nico um, Collins. Uh, well, I was I was gonna get to him, but I was also gonna say the tight end, uh, Jordan Brevin, Brevin Jordan, Brevin, Brevin Jordan. Jordan. There we go. Yeah, uh, both yeah. of them. Buy or sell? I, I, I buying buying both these guys. I mean, someone's yeah. gonna do something there. I think Davis Mills is a little bit underrated. I mean, I don't know. He's you know he's not that good, but he was worst he was case put- scenario. They suck and they draft a first round. Like yeah. quarterback in a much better draft, and these guys have a better guy throwing them the ball. So yes, or he's good and they're good now. So that's right, exactly. Uh, but I think Nico Collins. Look, they'll probably be losing. It's not going to be a good team, so they're going to have to throw it. I think they're going to see what they've got with Nico. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. There might be some inefficient targets, but 
you know, 120 inefficient targets is better than 50 sh- good ones, right? I mean, so, yeah. you know, he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, I think it's Cooks and Nico Collins and then whoever else, you know, it's going to be the rotating door, uh, you know, for the rest of them. Maybe Chris Honestly, Moore. it'll probably just end up being another rookie. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. So. Probably. You're right. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think Brevin Jordan is not a full time player. He's more of a, a, a pass catching tight end, but that's fine. That's what the hell we want him to do. And, yeah. and, it, and it could be another rookie running back. But I think even still, it's going to be Marlon Mack uh, and that rookie running back. So there's definitely a lot to buy there. But let's move on, you know, buy these players, but uh, hold your nose while you do it. Yeah, You're not you're not paying a lot for them. Uh, no? the Indianapolis Colts. What do you think of Matt Ryan and Dynasty? Is he that kind of perennial old man that you trade for to compete for a year? As Fantasy Stoner used to always say, he just looks like a thumb, you know, which I think. Fair enough. Yeah, it's a good call that he does look like a human thumb. Uh, That being said, yeah, I think uh, it's an upgrade for the offense. And, you know, of course, for me, Michael Pittman, the, the, the two. Sure. But, you know, why not trade for Paris Campbell or Ashton Doolin? I think these two guys are both, you know, pretty precocious athletes. Who the hell is Ashton Doolin? What do you mean? You've never heard of him? He played at Alabama. Alabama. What? No, he didn't play at Alabama. He played at like Southern Smith College or something like, you know, like he played. It was like. You never heard of the school. Malone. Malone. Yeah. Not even Malone College. He went to Malone. Yeah. He was an undrafted free agent. Yeah. And then he was six one two fifteen run fast. Why him? Why not? There's another dude I like uh, a lot more than him. Um, No. Oh, my God. And I can't think of his name. But Mike Strachan or whatever. Yeah. Mike Strachan. Yeah. I like him. No. It's Ashton Doolin. All right, look, we need to we'll figure out an Ashton Doolin Michael Strachan bet. Most fantasy points in 2022 for whatever you name the price and I'll do it. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Ashton Mike Strachan versus, versus Michael Ashton fucking Strachan for sure, total sure, fantasy sure. points. That was easy money. This is so this is god, this is this is the new podcast. I'm just going to bring on Michael P Duncan and make him say stupid shit and then we'll bet and I'll just I mean so far you're down a hundred dollars and I'm up a hundred dollars. So hundred. That's the that's the current math. You know, that's the so far it's point. not really working out for you. That, um, that's the shit talker at the hoop game. Just you know, the other guy just looks up and goes, "Score!" Oh, you don't want to hear my hoop shit talking. Yeah, it's bad. I, I bet I had someone say that to me once. I was talking trash in an actual game, and we were down nineteen or something like that. And uh, I was just talking trash to the center, and the point guard on the other team just looked at me and goes. Uh, shut the fuck up, you know, look at the scoreboard, motherfucker. I got about 30 of those. And I was like, yeah, he does. <laughs> Fair <laughs> that's, enough. That's a, that's a real, that's a real thing that happened to the Falcone. But um, it, you guys are finding that very hard to believe. I know Mo Alley Cox, Kylan Granson also buys. One of these two guys is going to have some. Um, I'm aboard the Mo Alley Cox train person. Me too. I, I think he's the better player. I think it's probably a, we're a year away from Kylan Granson, you know, being a thing if, if ever. Yeah. Um, I think they do think that Mo Ali Cox does have an all purpose game where he can block run. You know, he can do everything. He's yeah. an Uber athlete. He's, He's also huge. nine feet tall. Uh, shout out Adam Levitan, the PSM model, penis uh, size adjusted model. He ranks very high. So yeah, absolutely. He he's a he's a he's a buy. The offensive line is great. They have the greatest running back in the NFL. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention Jonathan Taylor. They don't need to. I mean, he's just absolutely dope. The only question is whether or not you take him first overall and 
in a, in redraft in best ball. And I think you do. I've, yeah, I've now been on, on the 1.01 in two best balls in a row. And I've happily just fucking launched Jonathan Taylor onto my squad immediately and moved on. So yeah, uh, this team's going to be great. Um, especially because they play in an absolute dog shit division. Um, you know, Jacksonville's not getting any better. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be better, but you know what I mean? They're not going to get, uh, they're not going to ascend. Uh, Houston is still awful and, uh, Tennessee. Yeah, they're good. Uh, that, that, that'll be a, that'll be two tough games. Of course. Real quick. Who would you rather have Michael Pittman or Jerry Judy? I saw this today too. I think it's Michael Pittman, Michael Um, Pittman or Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin. Oh, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. Michael Pittman or Elijah Moore? Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman or Garrett Wilson? That's a tough one. That's yeah, a good the, one. The, he, um, he's going like right around the top three rookies. Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and Traylon Burks. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably... So, I mean, you know, it's one of those things like uh, ceiling play. You know, you've got yeah. more ceiling in those three guys. It's close. That's about right. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think Michael Pittman is drastically undervalued right now honestly I, I think he's insanely talented and i think that he just got an upgraded quarterback um yeah fair enough yeah. And he's i mean right now only... he's going at the wide receiver 20 and yeah, that's, I, I don't know if that's undervalued i think it's about right i think that's undervalued i mean i take him over terry i take him over jerry judy i think i would take him over elijah moore and devonta smith i take him over chris goblin i think yeah no yeah, yeah that's I, fair I mean, he's younger, so it's it's good. Yeah, he's in there. He's he's right in that 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 group. So yeah, um, if you can steal John uh, Michael Pittman, do it. I saw a trade today. There was a, it was a Jerry Judy and the two o two, from Michael Pittman and the two no the other way around, Michael Pittman and the two o two and Jerry Judy and the two o seven. I was like fucking Pittman, you, I can trade better player, better draft pick. Yeah, I was like that's an easy one. You know the the question of do I want Judy or Pittman is is a fair one. But it, if I'm getting yeah. profit, you know it's Pittman all day. I, I do I do lean Pittman. Uh, you know, yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of targets. I don't think they're in danger of of eviscerating anybody on this squad. They they should be looking at a wide receiver because of course they're currently yeah. starting Ashton. But they Blue. don't have a first round pick. Yeah, right. Uh, so, they don't need to. They're not going. I don't think they're going to draft someone that'll be able to overtake Michael Pittman. Um, no, of course not. So, they might not draft someone that can overtake Ashton Doolin. I mean, that's fair. That's well, real. You mean Michael Strachan, but no. It's um, not m- moving on, uh, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ryan Tannehill. It feels like there's we're getting to the end of his story in Tennessee. <laughs> I uh, agree. But they have Derrick Henry, who's coming back from a metal foot or something. Yeah. Metal uh, foot. Julio Jones is gone, but Robert Woods is in, and you've still well, got AJ Brown. He's got a torn. Uh, you know, uh, uh, he'll be fine. Hopefully, ACL torn so. ACL. Um, yeah. And outside of that, that is basically as far as um, fantasy relevant players go. I forget if they have a tight end or not. Honestly, I don't think it matters. They, no, they did sign Austin Hooper. That's who, who it was. I knew they signed someone. Is cardboard cutout version of tight end guy. So he'll be the tight end. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't think he's going to do anything at all. I mean, I, there would be zero chance I'd be drafting Austin Hooper. Uh, you know. I just don't think he necessarily poses a legitimate ceiling. I mean, it's possible. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, he he's like a, no, just don't. Just Right, I mean, I think not. he'll be fine. Let's not right? do Anthony First Girl all over again. Let's yeah, not. Exactly. Exactly. Firk Daddy. Poor I traded, uh, I, think that, I think it was the 203 for Derrick Henry this past week. I was pretty happy with that. 
yeah, that's a pretty good trade. I think Derrick yeah. Henry, I traded Derrick Henry away for Ezekiel Elliott uh, plus. I don't remember what yeah, the plus Yeah, was. we did. I think we have talked about that, actually. Yeah, I think well, we it was something that we talked bit. about on, on the air, and then I went and did it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah we talked yeah, about right. it on the air, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go practice that. And I was able to sell Derrick Henry for Ezekiel Elliott and then get profit in a league where I have no draft picks. So I think I got like two picks. Uh, you know, they weren't first, I don't believe. I think I got like a second and a third. You know, maybe it was a second this year, third next year. I don't remember. But it was just enough where I was like, perfect. I just need to replenish. I have nothing in the, you know, it's a, it's a win now team. And I feel like, you know, Derrick Henry or Zeke, it's like either one could be good. Yeah. Either one could be you know, trouble with injuries or, or situation like that. So it's Derek a Henry, I think is safer. Um, Maybe, but, but he's also can, 29. But, yeah. Ezekiel looks like he's 50. Um, we, we've talked about this to death. We don't need to talk about no. those two again. Um, I think I, Derek Henry is closer to a sell than he is a buy. He's probably 100%. in reality, a hold. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, is anyone of any interest on this team? Like, no, I mean, what- but I'm selling, I'm selling Derrick Henry. I think he's not a hold. I think he's a sell. It's a hot potato. I think, I think he's a hot potato, man. I'm only selling him if I can get value for him because I think he's more valuable on my team. Well, yeah, maybe, but actually, I mean, it, I disagree because he may not be, cause he's one injury away from being kind of like one of those things where you're like, Remember when Derrick Henry was like? I know, I mean, but th- th- this is the same conversation we had like three weeks ago. I di- I disagree. I think that he is the type of running back that's going to be able to play effectively into like early thirties, like we've seen a few running backs do over the time. The wheels are literally falling off. But of he's he's not human. He's not human. He People said human. that about Adrian Peterson. They, no, they said that about uh, Ivan Drago, and he was cut. He was cut, and that's Ooh. when sliced. You, Listen, if you're from Philadelphia and you don't know who Ivan Drago is, then you're embarrassed. Rocky Four. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of a running back, dude. <laughs> I'm talking about Adrian Peterson, no, and you Ivan bring up Ivan Drago. I'm like, that's a. I feel like I would have known if they cut a guy for Adrian Peterson with the same name <laughs> as the boxer in Rocky. No, Ivan Drago. Listen, okay. let's move on to to Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, um, you know we. Boy, oh boy, I, this team is a train wreck. I mean, I said it with Evan when Silva. Isn't it? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize he was friends with the ownership, and you know, I was looking for him to do the takedown on him. Uh, God bless, you know, everybody there. I mean, the the cons are probably wonderful people, but somehow or another, they're letting Trent Balky run this thing, and they're just like drunk sailors handing out, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, Christian Kirk, all the money, uh, Zay Jones, a lot of money. I when they have it. Laquan Treadwell and LaVisca Chenault and Jamal Agnew, who are all like, I don't know. There's just a bunch of Marvin Jones. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing at wide receiver? Why Christian Kirk doesn't change your wide receiver group. To the oh, see, of- okay. All right. I, I'm going to do this really quick. They all because, suck. No. Okay. I did. I'm going to do this really quick because I disagree okay. with you completely and entirely. And I actually don't hate their approach. And I did, I did talk about this on playbook. So if you want a longer version, go back a couple episodes and I talk about it with Ashley on playbook, uh, you, you on playbook, it's on podcast and stuff Undroppables playbook. Um, they have to pay the Jacksonville tax to bring in any free agent that, that it's, it's the fact of the matter. It's what they have to do. Um, but Doug Peterson has seen what it's like for an evolving quarterback, a quarterback that is trying to get better to throw to no one. Carson Wentz's top wide receiver in his first season was Doriel Green Beckham. That's not good. 
in his second season, he got him actual weapons, and Carson Wentz became the MVP of the NFL. I don't care if he actually was because he tore his ACL, but he should have been. If if Trevor Lawrence is throwing to borderline NFL players, he is not going to be able to get better. If he is throwing to actual NFL talent, which is what Christian Kirk is, no, he is not worth the fourth most money or whatever it is in the NFL, but he is an NFL player. And I, I'm sorry, if you don't think Christian Kirk is an NFL player, you're wrong. He's not that. the he's not I know I I'm just saying he's not the fourth best wide receiver in the league but they have to pay that money to get him to come here and they need pass catchers for Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball to or he's not going to be able to get better and the most important thing about Doug Peterson's job and the job of the Jacksonville Jaguars and what they're trying to do is Trevor Lawrence becoming who they drafted him to be because if he doesn't it doesn't matter what they do it doesn't matter how much they pay anyone <clears throat> if he does then you're going to get one, you're going to get to the point where he starts to make the people around him better. And two, people are going to want to play with him. It's not going to be, it's not going to be Jacksonville Volt. Cincinnati, Cincinnati did not get better because of Tyler Boyd. They got better because they brought in Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Christian Kirk is more Tyler Boyd than he is the the latter. And they're paying him to now to occupy a seat that they shouldn't be. So I disagree. I, this is how bad teams stay bad. I agree with but you. T. That Higgins they, and Jamar on, Chase don't they, cost anything. I, that's my point. They, so they yeah, cost, I, I agree. They should draft wide receivers. That, well, they should. They, well, they should draft offensive linemen and build the team around Trevor Lawrence and actually build a team because they've never done that. And 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 when they've done that, they've always uh, like think about all the players, all the first round picks for Jacksonville who are no longer there. Like uh, they, it's they, a lot of them. It's unbelievable. I mean, you just Google Jacksonville All Jaguar first round picks that are no longer there. It's like the fucking, it's a, it's a meme. So at the end of the day, they've been a mismanaged franchise. They're letting a, a, a backward old, what's the best word. I won't, I won't use uh numbskull, right. Okay. Run the team when they do have actually Doug Peterson, who I actually do think has a little bit of uh forward thinking and, uh, you know, progressive ideas that, that can, hey, that he can was, help them win. No I one do. gives him credit for being the dude that started the fourth down. I'll give him a little bit of credit. I know. I'm not saying you in particular. I just, I like no, to praise credit, Doug Peterson. But I don't think it's enough. Look, massive, massive testicles. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence is not enough. And certainly Christian Kirk doesn't change their outcome. He doesn't change whether they win three or four games. That doesn't even matter. He's an irrelevant player. What's relevant is that offensive line. If you're going to spend some money, Spend some money on offensive line. If you're going to spend some money, spend some money. They did. First of all, they did. They did spend money on offensive line as well. Scherf. Uh, yeah, who's a, an all pro guard? He's really, really, really good. I mean, that's not an incident. That's not an insignificant signing. He was the top guard on the market. Yeah, sure. It's not nothing. I don't hate Scherf. I don't hate that signing. I'm just saying, like. You know, I don't. I don't think this team was a Christian Kirk away from making it happen. I don't now, think. I don't think they're a Christian Kirk away from making it happen either. But but he's guaranteed money into into several more years uh, where they're going to have to not be able to get a player that is good when they are ready to be good when they can't spend the money because they're Devonte Adams. Kirk. If he was a free agent, will never go to Jacksonville. Not they don't right need Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams would also be a stupid signing for them. That's my point. The whole but idea. The, but then, of who do you want them to sign? Like who do you terrible. want them to play wide receiver? You know, nobody would come to the New England Patriots. We didn't get free agents, but we ran it smart. They would, they would, they would sign mid-level, um, you know, free agents you who come Brady. in and contribute. Huh? You had Tom Brady. That's why they came in and contributed. 
I'm saying even even before that, like you know, I mean, ultimately we didn't we didn't have twenty years ago. It's a different league. Yeah. All right. So the whole I mean, time they before came to Tom play, Brady, they came it was to basically play with Tom Brady in 07. Deion Branch and Troy Brown were his wide receivers. We never, and he we was never Tom spent Brady. money on that. And Did, I, I, don't, I don't think we're, we're you know, talking even, about even almost Aaron ten Rogers, years into Tom Brady's career. Even though Aaron Rodgers is seven and zero without Devontae Adams. So again, I don't think the because weapons because he's are, Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm saying. So you, you said that he needs these mediocre weapons to succeed. I think that's bullshit. He needs not to succeed, but to get better. No, he doesn't no, need because Christian the, Kirk. He doesn't need him. He's got Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chanel, whoever. They're all sucked too. But you know, okay, so now they're now they're I'm now not they're, I'm not how saying many the wins Christian, Kirk, Christian Kirk give them. I'm not talking about wins. I am not saying that Christian Kirk is going to lead this team to the fucking playoffs. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he is going to help Trevor Lawrence become a better football player, and hmm. that is what matters. Oof, I don't give a, a shit about wins, and neither should tra- They have to. They're the Jacksonville fucking Jaguars. Of course they have to pay a shit ton of money. They could double Devontae Adams' salary, and he would not want to play there. No, but my if Christian is, they Kirk— don't to, They don't have to spend that money. But, but if they're not spending the money, they're not going to have anyone, is the point I'm making. Hmm. It's just like... Carson it's an interesting Wentz, argument. It, 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 I, don't, I don't like I it I feel at like all. you're missing it. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, but I don't know that I agree. I just, I, you know, when they did that, I went, oh, well, good for but you. But how often have you seen a young... I, I, I mean, we were talking about it in like before the show. Justin Fields has a terrible team around him. And there's a chance that might derail his whole career. How many times have we watched that happen? Yes, I'm not saying Christian Kirk makes this an A-plus team, but I would much rather have my young quarterback who we've seen, uh, Sam Darnold, on the awful Jets teams. Maybe he was going to be something. Daniel Jones on terrible Giants teams. Maybe he was going to be something. But when he's surrounded by no talent... These guys, for multiple seasons, it derails their career because they're still learning how to play quarterback in the NFL. And if they're taking hits or they have no one to throw to because no one's getting open, they're never going to get any better. No, Christian Kirk is not an all-pro wide receiver, but he's a guy that knows how to get open and produce in the NFL to a certain degree. Alshon Jeffrey was not an all-pro wide receiver when he came to Philly. Torrey Smith wasn't an all-pro wide receiver when he came to Philly. And Nelson Aguilar, taking a step forward, wasn't an all-pro wide receiver. But they knew how to get open. They knew how to play at the NFL level, which when you compare that to Doriel Green-Beckham, that's a massive upgrade. When you compare that to the guys that he, Trevor Lawrence was throwing to last year, Christian Kirks is worlds better. And I don't care if Trevor Lawrence wins games this year or next year. I need to see him produce. I need to see him get better, which is something we didn't see last year. Well, they could have traded a fifth-round pick for Robert Woods because he cost a sixth-round pick. Robert Woods chose to go to the Titans. But, but he didn't because he didn't have a no-trade clause. But with vets like that, like... I, he doesn't have a no trade clause. I, I know, know he, he doesn't have a no trade clause. I know that's where but he wanted to go. The, re- and they did him the reporting, and all that, but the reporting is that yeah. yes, they they sure. they asked him what he wanted with a vet like that who that did works. everything for the what? I understand that's how that works, but at the end of the day, they could have overpaid in that way and then not have been tied to so much. Um, you know, a, a couple of fifth rounders been like, hey man, you know, we'd love to have them. Now, granted, I know it's not that simple, but there were a lot of other. Uh, the Lions know, wanted to trade for Rob Gronkowski. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't. There was a lot of other always... wide receivers available that they could have paid less and probably gotten the same effect that you're talking about, as opposed to being first out of the gate. We got our guy, Christian Kirk. I mean, what better wide receivers were available that reasonably would go to Jacksonville for significantly less money? 
I don't fucking know. Like, I just, I, 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 I understand what you're saying in theory, but like, there's a reason that Jacksonville has spent the most money basically every single year, and it's because no one wants to play there. You have to overpay them to an insane amount, to a ridiculous degree, or they won't go play there. We see it every year when bad teams overpay a guy like uh, Christian Kirk. The reason they have to overpay them is because no one else wants to go there. Meanwhile, you've got Allen Robinson going to the the Rams for like, you know, not a lot of money. That same contract would not be worth the same amount in Jacksonville. I and that like that like that's the point I'm trying to make is you have to overpay. And if overpaying leads to Trevor Lawrence becoming the quarterback that you want him to be, then it's worth it. Like I, I really do think it's that simple. Now that we've spent way too long talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, we probably should cut some of that out. I think it was good. I don't want to cut any of it out. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, DJ Chark. Oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. Okay, how about this? Tweet. Uh, we're we're gonna move on. DJ tweet Chark. us. Never mind. Never tweet mind. Us never mind. Never at Game Theory. Never at MB Dungan seventy five. Like, they can never. MB- <laughs> hey, shut up! I'll mute you. Um, uh, tweet us at Dino Game Theory at MP Dungan seventy five. Tell us what you think about this argument because I don't think we actually got anywhere with it. But we're moving on to the AFC West. Go for um, it. Probably the best division in football now. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, probably. No I doubt. Mean, yet it, it is. Um, it's either that or the NFC East for sure. Yeah. Um. Den- <laughs> Denver Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson is their quarterback now. Um, are you buying or selling his pass catchers? Uh, let's start with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, because I know your opinion on the tight end. I'm buying all of them. Everybody. All of them. Interesting. Yeah. Including Tim Patrick and not oh, well, KJ yeah. Hamler. No, fuck you. Yeah. KJ I'm, Hamler to the moon. Stop it. I mean, honestly, you can't even be serious because that means I that am you, serious. You can't be because that means you have to say that Albert. Oh, look, KJ. I'm Hamler, playing the long games. You're going to have to play a really long game with him. I am. Um, I'll give you. Listen, that's here's what she the thing. Said. He comes in a. <laughs> yeah, he's in a long line nice. of prototypical people, uh, wide receivers that look like KJ Hamler that don't amount to jack squat. All of them. I disagree. I, I understand that he looks a certain way. Him and Tutu Atwell and DS. No, Ridge no, they're not the same. The no, pool. they're not the same. No, I, I take you great know? offense to that. They're not the same. I Ask understand what you're why saying. They don't play, but he to uh, KJ Hamler. Austin is KJ like the Hamler ringleader produced, there. Tavon KJ Austin's Hamler there. was a legitimate like top percentile producer in college. So wasn't Tavon Austin? They're yeah, just, but he was a gadget guy. He was never a wide receiver. I get it. It's just not KJ Hamler happen. produces a wide receiver. Tutu Atwell did not, not produce like KJ. Not also, KJ Hamler does not uh, weigh twelve pounds like it's Tutu not Atwell. happening. Uh, we, we're talking too much about KJ Hamler. I need to do more producing and keep us on track. It's um, not happening. Personally, Portland I'm Sutton su- is happening. Yes, I, I agree with that. Look, again, Cortland Sutton is happening. Jerry we're spending Judy too much time talking is about, happening. You can Tim buy KJ Patrick. Hamler for like a fourth round pick. I'm not comparing KJ Hamler and Cortland Sutton. I'm just saying I like KJ Hamler and I still believe in the But talent. there's no reason to like KJ Hamler. There's no, there, honestly, why not just like Seth Williams then too? I do like Seth Williams. Of course I like you KJ don't. Ham- I like Sage Hamler more. KJ Hamler more. They're He's both, got draft capital. K- Seth Williams doesn't have draft capital. They're, they're, you know what they're, they have in common? They're not going to play. That's, the, that's what they have in common. We'll see. They're not. I mean, they're not. Look, they paid Tim Patrick. They paid Cortland Sutton, and they drafted Jerry Judy in the first round. Unless there's one of those guys gets hurt, those guys aren't 
cresting 30 targets this year. N- I mean, none of those guys. Seth pretty Witt, consistently Kendall Hinton, KJ Hamler. Look, Travis Fulgham has a better chance of playing than KJ Hamler. Oh, stop it. Man, then, I miss I miss Travis Fulgham. Man, that was such a nice time to be a Philly fan. Traded, like, we don't I get nice things Travis very Fulgham often. Travis Fulgham for Leonard Fournette. I that's yeah. I sell, I I uh personally, I'm selling Jerry Judy. Um I sure. think that his value is outweighing what I actually think that he's going to be cuz I believe it's mainly cuz I believe in Cortland Sutton and Cortland Sutton is cheaper than Jerry Judy somehow. Yeah, um, yeah I think and Jerry I, Judy's I, being being uh, valued at his yeah. ceiling or close to it, so I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wasn't as high on him as a lot of people when he was coming out. Um, so that kind of plays into that as well. I agree, buying Tim Patrick. I know you're buying Alberto. Yeah. Um, because he's a physical specimen and that matters a lot for tight end. Uh, yeah. In, in in terms of how they produce for fantasy. Yeah, and um, it looks like the, the the stars are coming together for this Denver offense in terms of consolidating things in a way that's really, really awesome. Uh, aside from the auspice and the the really scary uh ghost in the room kj hamler looks like their three wide receivers are set it looks like their tight end is set and it looks like their running back has a clear path to immense immense holy shit he's being drafted as the rb2 in dynasty startups according to keep trade cut thoughts yeah i didn't realize it was that high i mean he's 21 years old he's you know he's just he's awesome so yeah javante williams i mean you know, it's funny, too, because, of course, all last year, all I could talk about was how Javante Williams was a smash in every single league and how I have him in every single dynasty league. And, you know, just, and there it is. Now he's the RB, two. So maybe would you maybe rather have him or Christian, know what the uh, fuck I'm Christian talking McCaffrey? About. It's possible. It might be possible that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Probably not. But would you I rather know. have Javante Williams or Christian McCaffrey in dynasty? Give me Javante. Yep. All right. That's just uh, uh, him or Najee. Javante. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, easy. All right. I don't think there's anyone else to talk about there. No. Uh, moving on, no. Kansas City. Uh, we got Patrick Mahomes. We have basically no one at wide receiver at this point. Um, <laughs> hey, now. Hold on. Who do they have? Juju. Um, oh, my God. I forgot about Juju. I knew. Yeah. Okay. And MVS. Okay, so, uh, I'm yeah. a little tiny I like MVS. Excited. I can't even like. It's just like, I think that he's going to... I think he's going to cost more than I'm willing to pay for him. I like him, but I feel like I'll end up fading him at cost is what's going to happen. Um, and I think Juju is just going to eat targets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But I think at the end of the day, all this, all the, the Tyree kill trade, I think all it does is really just extend Travis Kelsey's career of fantasy dominance by like two years. It also gives you a window with which to sell Nicole Hardman for whatever the fuck you can get for his worthless ass. I would. Would you rather have him or KJ Hamler? I mean, they're both on the same rocket ship headed for Mars. So, which would you rather have? Who will I put in the rocket ship last? Yep, Nicole Hardman. So you'd rather have Nicole? I'd put KJ Hamler in first because he's smaller that, and he fits is that, easier. Is that good or bad? I, I, he's I like a small tell. handbag. I'll just put. Does Nicole. that mean you'd rather have him or McCall Hardman? I'm putting KJ I, Hamler I in the understand, but what first. does that mean? I don't know. That's, okay. that's what I'm doing. I, I right. chose to put KJ Hamler in that fucking rocket. First. KJ Hamler rocket. Is that the name of the show? KJ Hamler to the moon. KJ Hamler rocket ship to Mars, oh, and they're gonna man. think I like him. <laughs> I love him. They'll know that I like him. Dude, yeah. all I'm saying is he lo- he's so scared of bears that he bought a high apartment in his apartment building, and he I think high, that's awesome. Right. Um, 
Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, Juju is, I, I think a buy. Yeah. I, I think he has to be right. Yeah. Cause I think his role, even is if secure. his price goes up. Yeah. Cause I think Kansas city will be targeting a wide receiver at some point. They may surprise us and not take a wide receiver there in that, like that, those two picks in the late first. <sighs> yeah. If they have two picks, I, man, I, I agree. They could surprise us, but I would be very surprised. I think it depends on who falls there. I, I you know, next week I do have those two picks. I do have the chiefs and I will talk about that. Um, look, I, I look, they have MVS and Juju and Mecole and Josh Gordon and whatever the hell else you want to say they've got. They've got like 42 wide receivers like under contract that are all, you know, nobodies. But, you know, that's basically what they have is those three guys. And I think they would be more than happy to relegate um, either MVS, but probably more likely Mecole to a backup role again. Um, you know, who so I'd I, love to see go yeah, there probably Sky in the Moore. second round. No, actually, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Dotson's not going to be available late second round. He, yeah, he might I be know. in the first round. That's the uh, so, problem. So my, I, my thought is maybe they trade back into the early second with two first-round picks, which I think is just possible. a smart move for anyone to do. But yes, regardless very, of the realisticness of where he gets drafted, I just think that's a great landing spot yeah. for Jahan Dotson. I mean, it's a great landing spot for anyone, but I think he fits really well in that offense. But Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Sky Moore fan there, and I think uh, – yeah. You know, who knows? I if look if I do take a wide receiver and they're all gone, like Pickens and all these guys, and I'm not sure if I'd take Pickens there. I guess I'd have to, but uh, he may be gone. Yeah, you know, he's but not. Uh, I I love Pickens. I think he's. Yeah. I I think he he might have the biggest ceiling of anyone in this class. Yeah. Honestly, I I really love him. I don't think that's who Kansas City would pick. Yeah, it do, it doesn't it doesn't feel like who they'd pick. I will say this much: if they if if nobody takes Brees Hall. And I'm sitting there. <laughs> you want to watch can, the world burn. I don't know if I can help myself. I might just have to do it. So we'll see. We'll see what we do there. But look, I think that's a that's another guy that's a like I don't know if he's a sell because I think he's so undervalued as Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But you know, it's like one of those yeah. things where, you know, I don't know that the the name brand is just so tarnished. Uh, yep. that he's probably better as a buy than he is as a sell. Cause if they don't get a running back, then, yep. you know, he, he still has that upside. We were talking about since his rookie season, he's still not old, but he's still small, slow and unproductive. And not so, great at football. Yeah, exactly. Um, Moving on. All right. Los Angeles chargers. Um, mm. There's a lot of rumors about them taking a wide receiver in the first round. Mm-hmm. I would very interesting. I really hope they don't. Um, yeah. Because I, 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 I like, um, oh God, who is that? I Josh am Palmer. Off. Thank you. I like Josh Palmer. Um, I think he showed some stuff, and obviously they've got Mike Williams. They've got Keenan Allen. Uh, who they signed at? Uh, oh, they signed a guy, Gerald, Gerald Everett. Everett, who <laughs> we both loved last year, and I love even more this Donald year. Parham. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I'm still very hurt. Although, USFL starts this weekend. Hell Yeah. I oh you're, yeah, you're a big fan. I know. I well, I'm a big XFL guy, and that's why I love Donald Parham. So you know, this is basic. This is like halftime for uh, XFL because it's back in 2023, baby. This uh, is a, no, this is also a another. Team. This is another spot for a mid round running back. As Austin yep. Eckler is backed up by Larry Roundtree, who, you know, some people and the year before that and, it was Josh Kelly, and he's awful. So Josh Kelly's probably awful. I mean, he's probably yeah, just no, I, I awful. agree. He so, was great for two games, though. Yeah, it's and unbelievable. I traded him for a first-round pick. No, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, my God. It was what beautiful. league is that? I mean, you know, how old are the players? Is it like... 
can are they, did they learn to talk yet or yeah what? they 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 have learned to talk yeah okay so it's like four or five year olds okay um yeah. but that's a great spot for a running back um you know I mean I say great spot you know uh, for for the team Robinson oof that'd be interesting I um, I like that I I think what they need is a pounder yeah I, I think mean, it does hurt Austin Eckler a little bit uh, specifically sure. in the red zone but yeah. I think. Not fantasy wise, I think that's who they would want to be looking at. Look, at the end of the day, let me just outside of Rashawn Slater, who is like the greatest fucking offensive lineman in the history of the NFL, like he's just dope. Let me read you their starting projected starting lineup. Matt Feeler. I mean, that's not good. Corey Lindsley, who's good. Uh, Yeah, he's good. Brendan James. Why Storm, did I think Storm Norton? Oh, he's great. I don't give a shit. I don't is even he? know if he's good at football. It's a great name. It's a great name. But the fact that I've never heard of any oh, of these I've guys except for Corey Lindsay, you know, it's like, uh, so yeah, they've got a couple of spots filled, but they really, really, really need some offensive line. So if, if they don't pick offensive line, uh, unless there's like a, a run right before, I mean, they should absolutely look to find lightning in a bottle like they did last year with Rashawn Slater and go to the offensive line again. So that would be where I'd be uh, headed. And and then look at, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, skill positions later in the draft, especially wide receiver where they've got Josh Palmer, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I love that Josh Palmer is shaping up to probably have a, a pretty good sized role in this offense yeah. uh, in, in 2022, uh, certainly under the radar player uh, because after him, there's not much behind him. So I think no. unless they, they add a wide receiver of purpose uh, of consequence, excuse me, that uh, I think they'll Palmer add someone, but it just depends on the, it depends on the capital. Exactly. So I think Josh Palmer could be a, a nice buy low in dynasty moving on. And uh, real quick, by yeah. the way, the reason I love storm Norton, I didn't even realize it is because he was ranked as the top Rated offensive lineman in the XFL in 2020. Oh, God bless him. Good. Hell for yeah! Played for the Los Angeles Wildcats. I knew I knew I knew I liked him for a specific reason. Oh, of course, Storm Norton, bringing it. Um, but we got the Raiders. Uh, we got Derek Carr, a uh, newly signed extension. Uh, he's got a new pal to throw it to, an old pal. Uh, locker showers, all that kind of stuff. Devontae yep. Adams. We've got Hunter Renfro. We've got Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. Um, and I think, I mean, that's basically the entire offense for the most part. Um, but what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a consolidated target share with, uh, Adams, Renfro and Waller. I had mentioned on the, uh, you know, uh, Evan Silva pod that I thought it would be probably the largest, uh, three player target share in the NFL. And I I don't know that I'm backing off that. Uh, no, Adams agree. is a monster. Waller obviously is huge, and and Renfro, if nothing else, just kind of consumes targets. Like he's not a big downplay guy, downfield guy. So I mean, he just consumes yeah. targets. So those three guys, I think, are just going to see an enormous number of targets as a, as a threesome. Uh, Brian who Edwards think, is. Who do you think suffers the most? Uh, probably Devonte, actually, or I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess a better way to ask. I don't know. Compared I don't know to what he's done in the past us. is what I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, I think even keeping that in mind, uh, knowing it's going to go down some, All I think them, yeah. I, I think Darren Waller is the one I'm scared most about. I, I sure. think people want to take it away from Hunter Renfro right away. No. Because it, ma- it makes sense, like, yeah. logically. 
I can see why they go there, but I, I'm not buying it. I, I yeah. think I think Darren Waller might be the third target in this offense. It's very possible. I mean, here's the thing is that, you know, it's going to depend upon how teams play them. It could be that actually everything funnels to Renfro. <laughs> I mean, that's really, you know, because if you're game planning against this team, you go, okay, they got Devontae and they got Waller. All right, fucking handle that shit. You know, so... Yeah. I actually don't think that it's Renfro that gets that gets boxed out. I think it's actually Renfro that gets, you know, funneled. So I'm not saying that he's going to out-target Devontae or anything like that. I'm just saying that, no, no. you know, at the end of the day, it's like, who do you want to take away? Well, I'll start with 17. So, well, yeah. um, and it you doesn't know. even matter because you can't. Right. That's my point. So. I mean, you got to do everything you can. But Brian Edwards is the interesting one here, I think, because he's still sort of the starter. Um I don't know if that means anything. I don't. I just don't know what to make of the situation for Brian Edwards coming into an opportunity where, you know, he hasn't done shit at all, and he's got such a great profile um, that I just don't know. And if he's still the starter, and I don't know, I, I, I you, it's going to be a hard time finding target share for him. You know, so yeah, yeah I, th- I, just I think that's know. what it comes down to. Is it's, I just I think we've seen the end of his Raiders relevance. Probably because I, because I agree with you that I think it'll be a very con- consolidated market share yep. and yep. it doesn't really matter at that point, how good Brian Edwards is. Cause you're betting on him having to be better than one of those three guys. Yep. And chargers are, uh, if they get a good offensive lineman, I, I like them to win the super bowl. I don't hate it at all. Yeah. I mean, they, they're, they're, their roster looks really good. Michael P Duncan. You know, we just did the AFC. By the way, we're going to do the NFC. Uh, it's going to drop probably on uh, on Monday, I believe. Uh, two part, two parter, because I'm too long winded, and Mr. Michael P. Duncan was too busy defending Baker Mayfield. But um, what I want to do, but on the way out, is uh, some favorite landing spots. So we'll just kind of hit a couple of the top ones. Um, you know, Brees Hall. I think I mentioned it. I I would just. Love it for him to land in Kansas City or Buffalo. Those are kind of my two AFC landing spots that I'd love to see, um, you know, Brees Hall land in. I know a lot of people like the Miami Dolphins landing spot, but God, give me Buffalo or Kansas City. I mean, the two best teams in the NFL um, for the best running back prospect we've seen since Jonathan Taylor. What do you think? Any, any I actually, I, I have some different, uh, I have some different places. Uh, one is very unpopular. I can imagine, but it's actually the Titans. Yeah. Um, I just think it'd be very intriguing. Uh, yeah. It'd be very Derrick Henry-ish of them. Uh, it's what they did with Derrick Henry, but also the Texans. Because um, I just think that there's just no, there's very little talent in that backfield. And even on a bad team, I think he would fall into kind of just a lot of carries and it'd be good for fantasy. So Yeah, it'd be very good for fantasy in so far as there'd be nobody eviscerated and it'd be like, oh, Marlon Mack, whatever. Yeah, great. You know, so, but exactly. um, yeah, that'd be a good one. You know, let uh, the quarterbacks, you know, I mean, if we look down the quarterback needy teams, uh, you know, like Pittsburgh, um, I know there's some Malik Willis, but I'd love to maybe see Desmond Ritter in Pittsburgh. At second 20. rounder, or you think, in the oh late first i think look i think desmond ritter is climbing up and it's funny we say climbing as if you know but i think more teams are interested in him higher and higher so that means climbing but i think he's climbing up draft boards i think he might be a late first um you know desmond ritter to pittsburgh just i don't know just gives me the good feels 
Yeah, I mean, there's not a ton of landing spots that make a ton of sense in the AFC. No. Um, I'm going to throw the Titans out there again. Yeah. I, it'd be, I don't know. It, I, they're in this really weird place where I think, one, they're definitely competing for something this year. Yeah. I mean, they were the one seed last year. Yeah. And that was without Derrick Henry for half the season. But if they can get a guy like Malik Willis, who maybe is a year away and is able to just sit behind um, Ryan Tannehill for a year. I feel like I said Ryan Fitzpatrick earlier in the pod. I think so. You if did. I did, you if did I did, I'm Ryan sorry. Fitzpatrick. That was. I think I didn't know what you meant, yeah. but I was like, huh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah I meant Ryan Daniel. So <laughs> I know because I'm that person listening to podcasts. It's been bothering someone that no one noticed. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to know. I want you to know. I hear you. Yeah, um, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So feel free to tweet at me and call me an asshole if you want. Yes, um, please do. To like the like the three people that just like it bothered them for the whole pod because yeah, I am that who the person. Fuck is he talking about? Um, but yeah, no, Ryan Tannehill sitting behind Ryan Tannehill. I think that'd be interesting, and I think it would give Tennessee a, a good look long term and kind of be able to like you know, well obviously kind of with blend their, with their draft capital, if they could get a guy like Sam Howell in the second second round, yeah. I like Sam Howell to Tennessee to sort of take over there. So I yeah. like that. That's pretty cool. I guess in general, just a young quarterback, I think that would be a really interesting landing spot because I think a lot of the quarterbacks in this class are probably a year away more so than they are ready to play right now. Who's the who's the wide receiver if you could pick any of them? All of them. Like literally all of them. Who would you like to see land in Philadelphia? I know they're a, a, a an NFC team, but, you know, I was going to ask about, you know, some of the AFC spots like the Jets and stuff, but just let me hear who you'd love to see in 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 Philly, uh which what which wide receiver? Well, so I got two. Um one is Garrett Wilson, uh purely because he is a diehard Eagles fan and has Ooh, been his entire life. I think and I, I just yeah, told me that. I love that shit. He you know, he just he, you find tweets of this of, from the Super Bowl, and you know he's talking about it in interviews. Like he's open about it; he's not hiding it. I love right. that shit. I die for that. I know it would mean the world to him to get like I. I just I love that shit. If it's not him, it's George Pickens for me. Um, nice. He, probably it would end up being a second rounder. Would be my guess, but who knows? Uh, but I just think George Pickens is awesome. I think he's a really really good complement to Devonta Smith, which is a big part of it. Um, but yeah, I. I those are kind of my my top two, um, all things considered. Obviously, I'm not going to complain if we take Traylon Burks or Jamison Williams or whatever, but I think both fit and kind of just like, you know, my own personal reasons. Those are the I, two guys. I know you've mentioned that you don't hate the Jets landing spot. I just want Jamison Williams to go there so I can just cross him off my list and not draft him anywhere. It's fair. Uh, you know, because I don't he'd know. Be a, he'd be a good compliment, honestly. He would. I think a real life compliment, but I'm not so yes, sure he's going to yeah. be a fantasy player. I think he'd be a great compliment. You're right. I mean, you know, you'd have Barrios underneath, Elijah Moore all over the place, Corey Davis as that prototypical X, and yeah. Jamison to, you know, just stretch the field from wherever they line him up. You know, he can play yeah. all over the place, just, you know, run fast and go deep. Um, but yeah, I think, it, you know, for the Jets, I think they'd much rather. I think they're they've got their eyes on Garrett Wilson or Drake yeah. London is what I think they're going to do there. But you never who know. You, you never who know. Do you think the first wide receiver off the board is? Well, that's where I think it's going to be. I, I, you know, you look at like uh, before that, it's like you know Jacksonville. They're 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 all locked up at wide receiver with Christian Kirk. They don't need that for sure. I'm joking, but that's real early. They they're not going to take him at one over. No, of course though. not. I'm joking. Yeah. I was just a joke and a hit at no, you. But I like know. Detroit, too early. Houston, no. The first pick Jets, no. First pick Giants, no. You know, uh, 
Carolina, no. Jets, I mean, Giants, second pick, no. Falcons obviously need a wide receiver. That could be a Garrett Wilson landing spot, I think. So Giants, second pick. It's possible, I, but they shouldn't do it. it. They shouldn't, but they're idiots. But they are idiots, and they might do it. So, That's right. Yeah. And if they were to pick a wide receiver there, it would most likely be Drake London. I was going to say Drake London too, yeah. because he's not who I would pick. Yeah, I don't. I w- well, and that's I exactly pick. why yeah. I think that's who they. <laughs> yeah, who they right. Would pick. Right. I think Garrett Wilson to the Falcons, Drake London to the Giants. Garrett Wilson feels like a Falcon, and then Drake London to the Jets if the Falcons don't pick him. I think Drake London's the guy they'll they'll pick there, and you know Washington Washington could use a wide receiver, but they could use a, a lot more than that too. Uh, yeah. Dude, uh, everyone keeps mocking Kyle Hamilton to the Commanders, mm. and honestly, I don't think anything makes more sense than to that. the Commandos. Like, and yeah. then the Vikings uh, could use a wide receiver, and uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, you know yeah, Traylon is that's really not going. I I feel like I never think about that. Yeah, and it's a really good point. Yeah, they've um, got other needs like corner. I mean, and that's where the corner really falls, like Stingley and all that stuff. But it's interesting. So yeah, I think it's probably that. And and so I I think you're looking at like Atlanta Jets. I think. That's where you're going to see the wide receivers come off the board right in, in that 8, 9, 10, and it's probably think, Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson is a Falcon. Yeah. I don't know why, but he just he just screams being an Atlanta Falcon to me. It does. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I totally agree, dude. Maybe, like, I, I don't know. He just, because he, he's not like this massive dude. Like, he just kind of, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. what It's the weirdest thing. I just, it feels like a match made in heaven for some reason. And I don't I even totally know if it's agree. a good thing. It just, it feels like that's who they're going to take. Yeah, I so totally agree. I'm locked in on that now. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's so many, there's so many running back chairs taken and yep. some of the running back chairs not taken. Like you point out Houston, the Jets, B- Buffalo is the one that, you know, boy, oh boy. I mean, they could, yeah. I just want chain- the, the running back going there. I think chances are there are going to be a lot of upset people where these running backs land. I 100% agree. Like, I, I don't think we're going to get a Jonathan Taylor to the Colts kind of situation. No, it I, normally isn't. And, and it's really, there's a lot more chairs taken. It's going to be very murky. That's what I mean. There's like three chairs that you can argue are open. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, we, I, we've we talked about that at length, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be it'll be interesting. It sure. will be interesting, and it'll be fun to talk about it. Uh, extended into, uh, you know, the NFC show that we'll do. Thank you so much. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed that show. For everybody here at the Undroppables, for everybody here at the Undrafted. On behalf of Michael P. Duncan, our guest and the greatest producer of all time, I am Jax Falcone. And we are out. Yeah.